What's up and welcome to this edition of Viking Vibes, the St. Joseph by the Sea experience. We are here today in the studio with the athletic director, Rich Bruno, and the associate athletic director, Tyler Young. Guys, welcome. Thank you. Thanks Great for having us. Here. As you know, uh, St. Joe's is doing something pretty new in the space, kind of uh, the first high school in the region to be launching its own podcast. Uh, it's going to be focused on everything that's going on in sea, as well as some of the stuff that's just going on on the South Shore. So today... We brought you guys in as the, the liaisons and overseers of all things sports to talk about sports. We've already done a few segments on, you know, the the academics, which are very important. We need to hear the nitty gritty. Uh, we want to hear about the championship teams. We want to hear about what's to come. And we also want to touch on all of the facility upgrades at St. Joe's, right? Because they're always doing something. I know right now uh, it's August. School's about to open uh, in about a month, a few weeks. And it's always under construction. And a lot of that stuff is going to be brand new for the kids coming in. Rich, we'll talk. We'll start with you. And uh, so give us a little bit about you first before we get into athletics. So how long ago did you join the C family? Uh, I'm in my 10th year as the athletic director. What a journey has it been. The school has been transformed probably at least fivefold uh, since I've been there. Complete like with new facilities and uh, new teams. Always upgrading, always doing something, always, always giving students uh, the things that they need to succeed, correct? And Tyler, how long have you been a uh, part of the C family? So I've been there full time going into my third year, but I've been coaching since 2019. Uh, I'm a former alum or current alum. It's great to be back. You know, I feel like when I actually do something, it's something I'm a part of. It's right. not really work. It's like something that as a student, I helped. I felt like I helped build it. So now I want to do it on the other end. And we're going to get into championship teams. But when you were playing football, what, what was your record? Uh, we went five and three. First round uh, loss, no championships there. But you uh, had a good time doing it. Yeah, it was a great and time. It was such a great experience that you came back and you're actually coaching. Yep. So, Rich, tell us about last season and all of the wins and all of the experiences and some of the sports and activities that were going on uh, last season, last school year. Okay, certainly. I just want to touch on the prior point. With all of these upgrades that um, C is uh, constructing, uh, the thing that really the public should know is that there are no loans or notes being borrowed for these projects. All That's of, important. All of these projects are self-funded. Right. So we have the lowest tuition, one of the lowest tuitions in the city of New York. What's nice is that when the parents come here with their children, this is not, these construction projects are not something like a loan we're putting on their back. Right. All of this is self-funded with cash that the school has on hand, which is a great thing. Right. So that, that's actually a great point to make. I didn't even think about that. But in other words, you know, incoming freshmen aren't going to be incurring a bill as sophomores for all the construction that's going on today. So that's a great point. Right. To make. Absolutely not. And you could see, you know, when parents try to justify mentally tuition, all the stuff that's going on, you could actually see the return on the investment. Right. Well, we always say it's an investment in Catholic education that's going to pay for itself. Right. That's kind of the mantra over at say, uh, because, you know, we had a couple of students on the show already, um, two students of excellence, they're both going to Notre Dame. The fact that they got into Notre Dame, it almost didn't matter what was invested uh, as far as what they were spending because what they spent at sea allowed them to get into those colleges. So exactly to your point, you're correct. Uh, you know, it's an investment in their future and it's something that gives them a leg up uh, in the future. Now that we know that everything's paid for, let's talk about <laughs> some of the facilities. Let's talk about some of the W's and some of the unique programs that that only C has, right? Because there's a bunch of teams that are only available at St. Joe's. And I mean, you guys have created it and sort of pioneered that in the space. That's, that's correct. In fact, we have the largest athletic program of any high school in the archdiocese. That's interesting. It is. I don't think, I don't think many people know that. No, we have, a, we have 1,500 students in the school now, probably a little over 1,000 are actually engaged in athletics. That's wild. It is. And we have some unique programs. 
um, that we started over the years. Uh, one of them is our sailing team. Uh, we have a competitive sailing team that we train uh, the students how to sail in uh, C420 uh, race boats. Wow. Um, it's being uh, administered by the Richmond County Yacht Club. Very cool. Yeah. Talk yeah. about a unique experience for a kid. Yeah. And uh, what's unique about the experience is that sailing is a, uh, a lifetime activity. So right. it's sort of like golf. Like right. once you learn how to do it, right. you're, you're know, in. You're in. And uh, the, the kids love it. And uh, we grew our fleet of boats from, we started out with four boats, and now we're up to 10. Wow. And uh, we have over 30 students in our sailing program. That's amazing. And yes. now- I mean, is that competitive? Is that a competitive sport or is that more of an activity? How, how does, no, where's that fall? It's a competitive sport. Uh, we start we start with the fall season. Right. And then in the spring season, uh, we get ready to uh, uh, compete in regattas against the uh, South Amboy Yacht Club. Very cool. That's definitely an interesting thing. Uh, yeah. And I know... In addition to the to the programs, you know, we're gonna we're gonna try and unbox a lot because we have a lot to talk about. And Rich, while you're while you're also gonna tell us about all the the championship teams and W's that were put up on the board last season, also in that, try and talk to me about uh, sports science labs because I know that's something that I mean, to my knowledge, definitely no other high school is doing. But and sometimes that's not even being done on the collegiate level with access to those kinds of facilities. So, right, absolutely. The, the type of program we we have installed here is actually you might find it in a top Division One you know, collegiate uh, level institution. Uh, we partnered up with Dr. Piazza. He's the uh, owner of Sports Science Lab. Uh, we have a state-of-the-art fitness center and it's staffed by uh, by three trainers that all have the uh, um, CSCS uh, certification in right. uh, strength and conditioning. And it's a unique program in that every student that comes into the school, they uh, receive a membership. Right. And then they become uh, assessed in a, orthopedically, wow. uh, physically, and then we, we interview them. Like, what do you want your goals to be? Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to be faster? Do you want to get stronger? Right. And then these trainers actually administer a specific prescription, workout prescription for that particular student. That. That's awesome. Now, Tyler, I know I've, I've seen you in the gym, right? You're actually in there using it. But talk about the program because I know they have an app, right? They have all kinds of cool equipment and they have trainers. But but it's hard to, to visualize unless people have seen it. So talk a little bit about your experience with it. Yeah, so I want to kind of emphasize the fact that these trainers, if you're not privy to, you know, uh, strength and conditioning, it's not someone who takes it like I work out as a hobby right. like or just to stay in fit. But these people kind of get their full college degrees in it. So it's not just like someone at a local gym teaching our kids right. how to lift. It's someone who actually went through years of schooling some of them even have, you know, masters in it. Right. There's uh, a ton of different technology that they use. There's force plates to uh, measure their vertical. You know, it helps them uh, see how strong each leg is. So when they jump and they land on that force plate, they could measure how strong each uh, leg is actually exerting, you know, what type of force. Right. And that helps them prevent injury because if they see that the left leg is, you know, weaker than the right, right. Uh, they could give you a specific you know, a training regimen to, you know, increase the strength of that left leg. And like you said, they have their own app to help you log and monitor. To uh, follow that type and figure of, out what they're doing. Exactly. So it's not, hey, here's a plan. Go do it. Let me know how it works. They could see it in real time, how it's updating and, you know, how that progress is actually going. And something I find interesting, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right, is that all students have access to this. This is not something that, yep. you know, only the football team, the wrestling team, the girls' softball team, all students, whether you're on a sports team or not, have access to these facilities. 100%. Anyone could use it. Uh, our sports teams, you know, like to go in there pretty frequently, 
But there are students who, you know, don't really care about sports. They just want to be fit. Right. And we want to give them that opportunity to use the weight room. Uh, they have the opportunity to use it during their gym class. Right. It's open after school till I think, 7.30 now. As soon as school ends, they could go. If they don't feel like, you know, participating in gym class, they could go up. And those trainers will, you know, give them their own type of fitness plan as well. So in the classroom, the kids are getting top-notch education where they have access to college credits and all those other things. Outside the classroom, they have access to top-notch trainers, physical therapists, and a training regimen, whether they're involved in sports or not, geared to make them a better person physically. So it's kind of a, a, a full circle, right? We're building almost the perfect student in every, every way, spiritually, emotionally, academically, and uh, physically. Now the kids are smart. The kids are fit. Talk about how they're winning games and what the teams are doing. Yes, and with, with 43 teams uh, in the school at any given time, we're winning a championship. What comes to mind last year, uh, girls' JV volleyball, they captured a championship under uh, Coach Shrell. Our boys' swimming team, they captured a championship under Coach uh, Damien Gilsonen. Our girls' varsity uh, cheer team, a, a legendary team, uh, won the state championship under uh, the direction of like, Coach Mulligan and Coach Cressy. Our boys' JV baseball, under the uh, direction of Coach George Quinn, uh, they won a, a city championship. Our for the third year in a row. Third year in a row. Third year in a row. Is it wow. third, three years or four uh, years? I, three I, I or four. That's a yet, good problem to have. It's a consecutive. So yes, and uh, very impressive was our uh, girls' uh, varsity uh, basketball team right. that also won their second consecutive state championship under the direction of Coach Josh uh, Suslak. Very cool. That was a big deal because that was one of the first times that uh, we had. So there's a Catholic state. Right. That's the second year in a row we won that. But they since COVID, they brought back uh, the state championship, the federation, which kind of picks it from public schools all over. So it's not just Catholic. Got it. We took a trip to Albany. We won the whole thing on that end, too. So that was a tremendous accomplishment. Uh, for them. That's a big win. And then one more thing I want, we have uh, our archery team. Right. Where they, they're nine time consecutive yes. state champs. Yes. So they fly to Kentucky for nationals too. They, they have yes. a whole big thing next year. They're hoping to get, I don't want to jinx it, but they, they're trying to get 10 years in a row of state archery champions. That's crazy. I'm glad you mentioned archery because I want to talk about that. So talk about, I mean, when, when you began working there, there was no archery facility. And since you've been there, you've seen it built and developed. So talk about what it looks like, what it feels like. And then how the, the archery program, and this is something I learned because I didn't know, actually leads and, and is a pathway to college scholarship money for a lot of these kids, right? A lot of these kids are, are, are getting big money from colleges because they're participating in C's archery. So, so you have the that. traditional sports that, you know, everyone seems to know, right. football, baseball, and that's where a lot of students like gravitate, gravitate towards. But we have a, a couple of these like niche sports and there's such a demand at the collegiate level for these athletes right yeah archery uh, we didn't even have we didn't have an archery range right so they built it right? yeah and if you want it and it makes sense it'll be built exactly and what's great about uh the archery program is that other schools are picking it up so we like to talk about how we're the only people to have it but it's right. great when other schools see what we're doing and they you know give their students access to it yeah of course so now i'm pretty sure coach neville as he's starting the, the league, right? He's pretty much the pioneer of the archery. That's right. He's going to be spearheading it. Yeah. So other schools are looking to pick it up. And to piggyback off that, another championship that we won was girls flag football, JV and varsity. Uh, that's with uh, Coach DeAngelis. And in the same uh, category, we've 
we were one of the only Catholic schools to have that for the last 10 years or so. Flag football as a, as a sport, correct? Exactly. Yeah. And now, you know, with pushing it and big help with the NFL, they, they love girls flag football right. now. Coach DeAngelis was, you know, part of uh, the movement to get that as a league-sanctioned sport as well. So now other schools are looking to pick up flag football as well. That's cool. One of the, one of the things I find most interesting about this conversation is that we know, and most of us know, that the outside the outside population of C, looking at C, they're always like, well, it's all academic, nothing to do with sports. They think of other high schools, you know, maybe down the road a bit, right? Or other high schools in the area when they're thinking about sports and activities. But you just named, without counting, at least 10 championships, the facilities that are second to none. And this has nothing to do with academics. So I think it's important that people just realize that in addition to this, this amazing academic and collegiate program on the academic side, there really is a huge investment and a huge push to get these kids to be the best athletes that they can be. And I think that that's something that a lot of people miss in, in the literature or in the brochures, right? They're not, they're not focused on the sports. I think they, they, don't, they don't see that picture. Did we yeah. mention the softball championship too? Another one. Oh. Yeah, there we go. So we, we, uh, we went to the States for that as well. And there's tons of sport that sports that even though we didn't win championships, we've competed in championships. Right. The, uh, that, that was under the varsity was under coach uh, Nicole Mancusi and the JV was under the coach of uh, Al, uh, under the direction of coach Al Reyes. And both of them are also championship teams. Thank you for reminding me of that. I can't stress enough, never mind championships, but how many winning teams that we have with winning records. Right. You know, varsity baseball under the direction of uh, coach Nelson. Um, the, uh, the, the girls lacrosse program under uh, Coach Donnelly. Uh, it's just um, it's just a winning program overall, uh, which and how many teams have went to the championship game but didn't right. win the championship. So uh, and uh, let's not forget two of our uh, up and coming sports. We have a uh, gymnastics, right? Competitive gymnastics team. Uh, we have a uh, Sophia Greaves that. Uh, earned a Division One scholarship for gymnastics to Auburn. See, that's interesting. And that's yeah. stuff that people don't really know about, right? No. That's, that's yeah. stuff that's like buried under the hood. It's huge because yeah. there's not many. That's the SEC. Like, that is the top-tier uh, league right. for college. Like, if you are a student athlete, like, you want to compete in the SEC, and we had one of our students this year go to Auburn. Like, that's insane. That's awesome. That's really cool. The championship teams, talk about how – how the facilities and the upgrades and the access to stuff helps and assists these kids. Cause I know, you know, we'll, we'll touch on it, but, but the facilities are amazing, right? So you, you had said earlier that when you were there, the building wasn't even there. The sports the student center, center was student not center. there. So talk about the fields, talk about what these kids have access to. And more importantly, tell us what's coming up. Cause I know there's some things in the pipeline, right? Yes. But before I do that, did I tell you about our fencing program? I want to hear all about <laughs> it. Go ahead. Talk about it. That's another one of our up and coming sports. We have, okay. uh, we have, uh, competitive fencing team and they fence with uh three weapons a saber epi and one more i usually leave my epi at home yeah there we uh, go yeah so that's a, that's another collegiate uh big collegiate sport that that we have a, a professional fencing instructor right some of our students are going to uh, begin actually to try to uh gain scholarships on the college level with fencing unique program unbelievable but the only one that ha the only one in the archdiocese that really has it I didn't even know that, really. The only one in the archdiocese to have the fencing program. That's interesting. Fencing and gymnastics. Very cool. Concerning our facilities, they're really um, second to none. That's probably one of the best kept secrets of the school because when you're driving past the school, uh, you just see like this white building. It's like a nice size, but you don't realize what's behind it. Right. And what I like to say at the open houses, what's nice about the school is that after school is over, 
Uh, we don't have to put our kids on the buses to go to practice fields. Everything is behind uh, the school. We have a football field that triples as a soccer and lacrosse field. We have a dedicated softball field. We have an archery range. Uh, we have um, our own uh, softball and baseball field. And uh, we have our own tennis courts. Right. We might so. be the, also the only school to have, uh, at least Catholic school, to have their own baseball field, right? I believe so on the island anyway. But it's interesting to your point about not having to get on a bus and go somewhere, right? Because, you know, there are, you know, we travel, right? So we go to schools outside in Brooklyn. We go to schools in Jersey. We see a lot of, even schools on the island. You know, you got to get on the bus and you got to go to CSI. You got to get on the bus and you got to go to Wagner or any of these, you know, campuses that have the facilities. So to your point, when when you're coming to see and you're a student at sea, what's the only thing you have to leave for? Is it still uh, ice hockey and swimming? Is that the only thing? Uh, and gymnastics. And gymnastics. Okay, so three sports out of 43 right. that aren't on the campus. I think that's that's pretty good. And I'm sure eventually we'll convince Father to get a pool. Yeah, maybe or we get a skating rink. <laughs> I, I, I think he'll do it. What's in the future? What's coming, what's coming facilities-wise? What's in the works? Uh, what's nice is that uh, we have state-of-the-art uh, locker room facilities. We're building a brand new one for girls because the school is growing. Right. Uh, these lockers, once again, they're like collegiate lockers. They're, they're beautiful wood grain lockers. Um, every athlete gets their name on a locker. Which That's is, cool. I yeah, like that. Yeah, which is really incredible. I wish we had that when I was there. We it's, got nothing. It's, it's like a, almost Old like metal a, lockers. No one cared about us. Right. It's all right. Dented. Like in a garage. Yeah, dented. dented. No one cared. Chip paint. Yep. Smelled terrible. Yeah, tuna, well, you know. tuna fish sandwich inside. Right. <laughs> but now they got these locker rooms. That's you know that's an amazing thing. Which people, if they're interested, can you know go to josephc.org, check out the videos and all the footage. It is something to behold, and especially to walk through it. It's very very impressive. Yes, our two major our two major capital improvement improvement projects with athletics right now is uh, we're we're looking into a proposal to light our entire campus with field lighting. Wow, including the softball and baseball fields, which would be. Uh, once again, something you define like on a college level. Because right now the the, ba the football field, excuse me, is lighted, which is nice. That's correct. So you're looking to do the whole thing. That's impressive. Looking to do the whole thing. The capital improvement project that everyone's looking forward to is our uh, indoor athletic facility. So talk about this, because I know last year at Open House they alluded to it, but I think it's come a long way since, uh, you know, pen to paper to where it's going to be, right? Yeah, this is going to be like really uh, almost like our, our third gym. Right. Uh, but it's going to be a specialized facility. It's going to be a, a, a large facility and with 14-foot uh, ceilings, and it's something that is open to everyone in the school. And uh, anyone could go into school and use it. Uh, we're going to uh, have, like, batting cages in there uh, for uh, baseball and softball. But uh, it's open to everyone in school. Even if someone's not on the baseball and softball team, they want right. to go in there and they want to hit the balls, it's open to everyone. We also green-lighted for a uh, very expensive golf simulator. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Right. That's yeah, really so. cool. So that's going to be coming. That's interesting. You have to keep the teachers out and let the kids use it. I was going to say, yeah. that's going to be a problem, right? Yeah. The golf simulator coming to St. Joe's. Yeah. And what's nice about, about the facility is that when it's being used uh, for, like, baseball or softball, uh, it's going to be uh, netting. Uh, that's on rollers, and we could just roll the netting all the way back, and we could open it up as one big field. So multi-use makes M sense. Multi-use. You're going to build it, use it multiple ways. Smart. Right. And I just want to emphasize that it's for all students. Right, which is very important because it's not only the kids that are golfing, it's not only the kids that are going to be playing softball, baseball, whatever else is going on in there. Right. A lot of the things that we've discussed are great for kids that are there, but Tyler, I know you, you're involved in a lot of different levels, uh, inside and outside of sports. So one of the things you do is you're involved with the the program with the iPads that mm -hmm. goes into the schools and the local grammar schools across uh, Staten Island. So talk a little bit about what you're telling these kids. And and as incoming 
let's even call it seventh graders, right? Because we have seventh graders that go to the open house. So seventh and eighth grade students, what, what's exciting to them? And what do you think the most beneficial things that C has now for them as incoming freshmen? Sure. So the main thing about uh, what I do is when I uh, meet these kids, I like to make sure they get acclimated with, you know, the tech world, especially, you know, since COVID happened, everything had to be kind of remote. So giving them the ability to kind of practice doing assignments online, submitting things online, you know, just working with a device for education, uh, that was a great thing beyond athletics. But the kids, you know, they they love seeing the facilities. They, Like you said, they uh, don't want to be driven to practice, you right. know. I mean, kids that age, they kind of want to, like, start being independent. Exactly. So when I tell them that, hey, we have our own baseball field, you don't have to worry about your parents driving you to practice. Right. They kind of love that idea. I try to uh, give them as much information as I can, but at the same time, I want to make sure they're making the right decision. Right. It's more of, hey, this is what you're going to see at the high school, no matter what high school you go to. Right. Because now everyone's pretty much uh, caught up in the sense of technology, right? Everyone has to have some type of device. So, uh, but particularly with our open houses, because I'm at every single one, uh, I do like to give them a little information, pretty much like what we're doing on this podcast. Right. Give them, you know, my experience with what there used to be versus how it's significantly upgraded. And, you know, I try to help them uh, in that way. Cool. So if anyone watching or listening right now, the uh, open houses are going to be held in October. We encourage you to go to josephc.org and you're going to be able to register. They're going to be time slots, right? So we've had a lot of success with doing it that way. So we encourage you to go visit that and visit uh, visit us at open house to see all the facilities. Uh, Rich, is there anything else that that we missed? You know, there's there's so much to talk about, right, in the world of sports. And I feel like I feel like this is the time to shine on it because it doesn't get enough play. So what did we miss? What's something else that you feel is important for parents or students to know? I think they really should appreciate our coaching staff. Um, our coaches are hand-selected. They're very good mentors. Right. Uh, we have the type of coaches where once the students leave C, uh, they're going to remember their coach forever. We got Coach Mike Cortez that runs our, our boys' basketball program. Last year, we went to the finals. My classmate, fantastic guy. He's, yeah. a, he's actually, co it's funny, because he's actually coaching my kid now, mm -hmm. as weird as that sounds, in the program that you're running in the gym this week and last week. Uh, we got, forgot to mention Christian Greeley, the, the Jake's winner. That's like the best basketball player on Staten Island. That's right. All right, so let's go back. Let's talk about that because you can't just gloss over that. Give me the whole story. Yeah, I mean, it's an award that's given to the best basketball player on Staten Island. Uh, he shared that award uh, with a student from St. Peter's. Okay. Like Rich said, we were, you know, a game away from capturing the Staten Island Championship in the Staten Island Tournament. And uh, Christian Greeley had a great season. And he was this, only the second male student at St. Joseph by the Sea to ever uh, win that award. And one of them was the Testaverde, right? It was the Testaverde. Shout out to the Testaverde family. Yeah. Fantastic. And another coach I'd like to highlight is, is Brian Palmer, our lacrosse coach. Lacrosse now is really becoming popular. Years ago, it used to be like a Long Island or a New Jersey sport, right. and now it's just really exploding on the island. And uh, uh, Coach Palmer really built up our program to the point where we may have to start making cuts in the future. Wow. And same thing on the girl side. One thing I want to mention before we close is, and you made me think of it, so thank you, is that a lot of the programs, you don't have to be qualified and you don't get cut, right? So so talk about that. Like baseball and football, I know, are two. Is that correct? The baseball, there's cuts. Baseball, there's cuts. Football, there isn't. No. So for you football. You just try out. You just come and you want to play. So play we're one of the few schools to have three levels of football. Right. So the freshman team, that's pretty much, if you don't have experience or if you maybe you're just not ready to move on to JV, uh, we have you on the freshman team. Right. And that's, like I said, just for freshmen. Then we have the JV team, typically sophomores, or if you are an experienced freshman, you can move up. You get bumped up. Yep. And then, obviously, we have our varsity. 
And I want to talk a little bit about Coach Baptiste because he's doing a tremendous job. We haven't really talked about football. For football, I think it's one of the hardest sports mentally, just in terms of the playbook. And despite the fact that you and I have both played, I'll admit that, that that's true. Coach Baptiste in his first season, he's going on his second season now. He finished with you know an above 500 record. And to get the students to learn a playbook that quickly and right. to win games and to be competitive, I think that's tremendous for our students. Like I want to give them all the props for that. But, you know, shout out to Coach Baptiste for getting them to be able to learn. And I'm excited to see where he goes in that. We're uh, looking forward year. to having him on the podcast. I know he was busy, but he's going to be here. We're looking forward to it. Yes, he, he's, he's, he's really like, a, he was a big, big catch for us. I mean. Um, former NFL player. Let's just qualify. Former NFL, NFL player. I believe he was, uh, he played for this, the Seahawks, the Falcons, the Bears, and there's one more. Uh, but he was also a Division quite One. A, quite a record. Absolutely. And he was also a Division coach, at, a Division One coach at Texas A&M. And here he is coaching the Vikings. And here he is coaching the Vikings. So he was really uh, an, he's an incredible asset to our school. He's a role model for, for our students. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a big draw here. Well, guys, I want to thank you both for joining us uh, here today. I think that we shed some positive light on something that doesn't always get as enough, enough credit as it should. Because sports should be hand-in-hand -hand with academics, at least in my opinion. And I know that parents and kids uh, who are going to be watching or listening are interested in knowing all the things that we have to offer, not just academics. So I thank you both for coming in. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having us. And uh, I encourage everybody who's watching or listening to uh, follow Viking Vibes uh, on all of our social media channels. Also visit josephc.org for any information related to sports and or athletics, especially to register for our open house. And until then, that's a wrap.